You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. What do you think are the main challenges facing parents of young children today? It's not about getting them dressed and out the door every day, although that can be challenging enough. And it's not about getting them to eat their veggies. Surely these are the challenges that parents have faced since we started wearing clothes and planting vegetables. What I'm wondering about is what specific challenges do we face in 2017? Maggie Dent is a parenting educator and author. She has four grown boys and she thinks there are some very specific challenges that we have today that weren't around when her boys were young. Hi, Maggie. How Hello, are you? Hello, Siobhan. Do you think it, that parenting is harder today or is it just that the challenges are different? Oh, no, way, way harder. Way harder, which is why I'm, you know, so passionate about going out there and just helping parents to realise that there's a no perfect, the pressure to be perfect, and um, you know, and it does come kind of a lot from the, you know, perfect images on Instagram and those sorts of things. Where, and it's it's lovely because we want to show people our great moments, but it it gets distorted because we don't put enough of the crappy moments up, and I think that puts pressure on parents and particularly mummies today. Um, for the developmentally normal behaviours, they kind of see it through the lens of I must be doing something wrong. You know, that just wasn't happening when we had ours. We had tantrums. We had all the stuff that happens, but we weren't beating ourselves up. And, and it's it's one of the things that I, and I've, you know, my latest blog is about um, mama stress and mama angst. And um, it is one of those things that's in that that says, why are we so hard on ourselves? So, you know, I've had mummies say they lay awake at night going, gosh, they didn't eat broccoli today. He didn't have a bath. Um, yeah, oh, gee, I don't know if that, do they eat or, you know, they just lay in bed reviewing every mistake they made during the day. Now, that is a whole new thing. So there's a couple of other things that add to that. Um, the world is faster. We are so much more. We do not have the spaces where we are uncontactable unless we lose our phone. And I'd like more people to lose their phone. <laughs> no, seriously, because you can just see it. Um, it just becomes this kind of addicted pattern around us that if I don't know what's going on, I'm, I'm failing my children as a mother. So that also means I've got to keep up to date with everyone's updates. So you know, one of the most important things to keep lowering our stress levels is to turn all your update noises off. You know, the world's not going to fall flat because you didn't get that update of so-and-so's picture. Um, but also, it's the compare and despair. So in other words, um, it's not just what we're doing with on that image, but there are other people um, and bloggers and sites like mine where you may read an article and you think it was written for you. And instead of giving you just something to go over and have a chat to whoever you're co-raising and your girlfriends and your hubby or your partner or whoever... Um, you just take that as, oh, that's another thing I'm not doing. And then on top of that, you can access at the, you know, tiny weeny flick of your finger, all sorts of um, sites that have the developmental markers for what your child could be doing or should be. And we take those far too personally. So what that does is that every single decision that you tend to make is clouded and influenced by all these other ones, which means that I think it disempowers us the people who know our children the best then become less able to trust themselves. And parenting is less enjoyable. It is. I just cannot believe it. You know, I, I cannot believe um, the angst and the exhaustion I see on parents' faces. Look, they didn't sleep in my day as well, but we kind of had days where we didn't do much. 
Whereas now it's like if you're not busy, you're failing. And as as a mum, if you're not at the gym and you're not running a business and you haven't got a perfect house <laughs> and you haven't you're just fantastic in the bedroom, well you're some sort of failed female. So it's almost like we're trying to do too much when our children are too demanding. You yeah. know, I just really that's that's the window. Um there's plenty of time and I do remember Quentin Bryce saying at one point, Doesn't she have six children or five children? She said something like, You can be anything, but just not all at once. Yeah. And I think there's a hurry. I think this is what the modern world does. And we're in a hurry. The hurry up, which you've heard me chat about this before, Siobhan, where I really hate the fact that the unintended side effects of napalm, which instead of naplan, napalm, has meant that we're focused on how smart our kids are even earlier, that they must be, we've got to get them into early childhood to make sure they learn enough so that they can be smart enough so that they do well on naplan in year three. And we're missing something that says every single child is a unique blend of all sorts of things. And some of them on a normal curve will be really ready and some won't. Some have come with attributes to be, um, you know, musical, yeah, or uh, environmentalists, or and and it doesn't. It's like one size fits all. And I think that pressure again is 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 kind of parents. I mean, in Sydney particularly, you can't get into schools, so you can see why there's pressure. So you put all that together, and then you find we have less recreation. Yep, even even things like yoga become competitive. <laughs> you know, like. And Pilates classes, like, whoa. And at the end of the day, I just think we need to all calm down a little and slow childhood down as much as we can up to seven. I just want you to just, it, it really will be better. We were slower. Mm. We just we just didn't have, there wasn't anything in our hand. You had to ring us on a phone. I mean, I did have a phone, but I'd left at home. But we didn't have access to the internet. So um, those things have definitely stolen a lot of, a lot of angst in our, you know, pressure in our lives. And then on top of it, to keep our children safe, we want our children to grow up to be happy, healthy, strong, kind, and resilient. And the world's telling us you've got to do more for your children to keep them safe, which makes them less resilient. Yep. You've got to buy more stuff because that's what great parents do. And of course, we actually know less is actually more and makes your children, you know, a little bit more interesting and can handle boredom. We also know that while there are some fabulous things, you know, in the digital landscape, including Kindling Kids Radio, um, <laughs> there are some really awful things that are shattering children's lives that even the most attentive parent, it can slip through. So that thing about your children's safety has then become um, like paramount because we see it on our 24-7 news cycles. So not only did I not know that there was a terrorist attack in France for possibly 48 hours if I happened to turn on the ABC News because I lived in the country and I didn't have commercial television and I hardly ever had time for news because that was bedtime, I was oblivious to the horrible things that were happening in our world. And now they're on our news cycles all day on massive screens, scaring the heck out of all of us. Mm. So you can see even any grown adult is now running from a much more heightened nervous system of stress and anxiety. Are we safe? Is everything safe? And then we've got fake news and then we've got people, you know, who we're really appalling human beings who are running countries. And at the end of the day, um, our levels of anxiety are higher. So therefore, our ability to be a calm and grounded parent has dropped. Mm. And then we get crabby and angry because we're frightened. And frightened is what feeds anxiety, which is why we shout and yell at our children. So the whole cycle just means we all need to kind of unplug a little to kind of go back to the basics are, have they got loving people who love them? Are they living in a world that's an environment where they're reasonably safe? Are they being fed? 
and let the children do a lot more to grow in their capacity to become, you know, authentic human beings. In, in terms of the unplugging part, yep. because my greatest desire is to find the happy medium between the time when our parents used to say, go off and play and yep. come back when the lights are on and, and where we are now, yep. where we, we don't feel we can do that. Yep. I think we'd all enjoy parenting more. In terms of the unplugging part, do you think, is that about giving yourself your own restrictions when it comes to how you look at the news or you mm. go on Facebook or whatever? Yeah. Or is it actually saying there are a lot of different experts out there these are my favourites and I'm not going to listen to anyone else. I can't stress how important that is because when you're actually following different ones, you'll get conflicting bits and that, that does make it, you know, really kind of challenging. And that's, I guess, why I've accidentally ended up with a bit of a following because the minds are so common sense <laughs> that sort of says, yeah, yeah, they do that. You're not a lousy parent. That's kind of what happens with that age and that age and that age. And no, because one of the things that particularly mummies, again, it's not that daddies don't do this. Daddies tend to be more single-minded. They're just problem-solved, whereas women, we're always looking to be a better mum. We're always looking to help ourselves be better. And be. And so what we do is we look for a perfect solution to something that's imperfect, and there isn't one. And then we're sure we haven't found it yet, so we keep looking. And we keep looking, keep looking, and then that means there is none. In actual fact, if we just sat down and looked at our child and sat really present with that child and says, I wonder what's happening for them. Wonder what unmet need they've got right now. Wonder what they need from me right now. You know, I keep saying over and over, no parenting book has ever been written about your child. You are the best person to make the choices about your child. And it is about reaffirming for our mums and dads and those who are caring for children that it's getting to know our children and creating that incredibly strong sense that they belong. It's the number one terror. I don't belong. And the busier we get, the less they feel they belong. I was going to ask if um, there is more pressure on both parents to work yeah. these days. Yes, there's no question. That's a massive pressure. Uh, but, but then again, one of the blessings of the digital world is many mums and things are working from home, um, which has its pluses and minuses. But we're also able to work more flexibly. So, you know, there is not anything that's really bad and really good. It's just that sometimes... And I do, I love this blessing, this lovely lady, not long ago, she was about to have a baby and um, she'd been offered a job for 20 hours a week after the baby was born. And she said, she just said to me, you know, said to me, who's been doing research for 17 years, oh, 20 hours, that'd be cool. You know, I, 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 I better do it while they're sleeping. And, <laughs> oh and, I, and I said, you know, some don't sleep really well. And she said, oh, no, I'll have that sorted. <laughs> and I do, and I remember even before when I was pregnant, because I was teaching high school kids that were really mm. quite challenging. So I had 150 names to remember. I coached basketball teams. I was on the school board. I played sport myself, and I did triathlon. So I was actually really incredibly, I thought, gosh, what am I do with one baby? I'll probably just lay around reading books. No joke, I had that thought. <laughs> and so I think it's, um, again, it's about our, um, are we being realistic in our expectations? And I've said that to you before, Siobhan, if we lowered them, we just lowered them for a while and, and, and achieve some success and also be surrounded by a tribe of others who are also absolutely celebrating good enough imperfect parenting. Um, you can enjoy it more. And I, I want parents to enjoy it more because when we're stressed, we, we lose our sense of humour. Our voice isn't as good. Um, and we, we do at kids instead of with kids. We forget to lighten up and, and, and it's not as much fun. 
Mm. Seriousism is much fun. So, and, and getting out, you know, that, that space about um, not feeling guilty if you're going to give your kids an iPad for an, half an hour, an hour because you're about to go psycho and you need to actually have a cup of tea and eat a Tim Tam to calm down. <laughs> you know, don't beat yourself up about that. It's not going to ruin their life. The same as it's not going to ruin their life if you have a toasted ham, cheese and tomato sandwich for dinner. You know, Thank like, goodness for that. At the end of the day, <laughs> there are some days, especially when you get the extracurricular activities on, that's still coming for you, Siobhan. Joy. That, that you want to be able to work out um, not what everyone else is doing, what is right for my child because high-energy kids can do a lot. And one of mine could play, you know, two, three games of soccer on a Saturday and get really crabby with me when I took him home after that because he's just got energy to burn, whereas the other one, Anyone who's got lamb children sensitive, don't pay your fees for a while because they seem really keen and then they just go, oh, I don't want to go anymore. And I have to work out what's the right blend. So again, it's, and I'd, I'd love you to kind of take up my Goldilocks philosophy of parenting, which says, yeah, you know, sometimes too much, not enough, just right. Mm. Just right. This just right, the best person to work out just right are the people who live with your children. Yep. Some days you're going to get it right and some days not. And I think that's the other one. Embrace imperfection because this is how our children learn about life. Embrace sibling rivalry is a great opportunity to develop social and emotional awareness. Embrace burnt dinners. You know, embrace, you know, those moments we slam doors and get crabby at ourselves and our children because that's how they're going to learn that people can still love us when we have those moments in our lives. It's not bad. It just is. And is is okay. What a great point to end on. Maggie, thank you so much. Thank you, Siobhan. That's Maggie Dent. She's a parenting educator and author. And Maggie's got a fantastic conference happening in March 2018 called Raising Children Who Shine. Her guests include Dr. Justin Coulson and Dr. Christy Goodwin. You would have heard both of them on Kindling Conversation, but she has another special guest, Dr. Vanessa Lapont. She's the author of Discipline Without Damage. And of course, Maggie's going to be there. It'll be a fantastic conference. We'll pop links up to where you can find out more about it at kindling.com.au. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.